Today's episode of the Natural Habitat Podcast is brought to you by Beeline Hempwick. Boats and hoes. Beeline Hempwick is one of our brand new sponsors. You can find them at Hempline Bee Hempwick Bee. Hold on. Uh, hold on. I'm going to edit that out. You can find them at HempwickBeeline.com. All right. All right. This shit is 100% organic. They keep it natural, just like us. Made by radioactive bees and very cost effective. So go to their website, use the code NHP10, and save yourself some money. 10%, I think. That's what the 10 is. Yeah. I'm just assuming. I don't know. It could be 100%. You might save 100%. Go try it. Try it. It's always worth a try. Mm hmm. Today is Saturday. That means it's. Yeah, it is. I believe so. Actually, look. Spoiler alert. <laughs> this actually isn't a spoiler alert. I'm breaking the fourth wall. Today is not Saturday. Oh. Today is Friday. But as you listen to this, it's Saturday. But for us, right now in real life, it's Friday. It gets super complicated, all right, to explain podcasts like wormholes. But we're in one. So are you. And we're ready to kick it off. Are you ready? Ooh. That's how it feels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Feels a little weird. We'll be all right. The Natural Habitat Podcast. The Natural Habitat Podcast. The Natural Habitat Podcast. So for people that don't know, there is a very complex list of dance moves that you have to do during the <laughs> opening credits or the opening uh, music sequence of the podcast. We yeah. we do it every single time. It's intense. It's like fucking pants off, dance off. It is. I remember that show. I forgot. You remember that, that show? Yeah. <laughs> that was such a cool show. Right? Do you remember... Uh, I remember watching it, and then like every time that like a hot girl came on, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, mm-hmm. oh uh-huh. yeah." Do you remember uh, Dance Three Six Zero? You ever see that shit? Yeah, it was on like yeah. KTLA. I didn't, during I didn't the day. think it was like as funny though. I think that the pants off dance off had like that comedy novelty to it, you know, and where it was like kind of silly. Yeah, you could never take it serious, but there's a chance to see some ass or something, you know. You never know, so it yeah. was kind of like I don't know. It was, it was definitely. Definitely that after school show. Yeah, it definitely was funny as fuck. But then there was the midday. I would get caught with the dance three six zero, and it was like a giant like 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 hip hop cipher, yeah. like a big circle. But everybody would just dance it off, and like you yeah. know, like some fucking little tiny chick would just go in there, and then like all of a sudden she just puts the pussy on the chain wax, and it's like just oh. wrecks it in front of everybody. So he it's did like, it. yeah, they definitely do that. So it's crazy there. Puts a pussy on the chain wax. Pussy on the chain wax. Pussy on the chain wax. Hey, Jerry, say it. Pussy on the chain wax. Oh, shit. Jerry sounds really funny. <laughs> I know, right? That's why he doesn't talk. Shut up, Jerry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so today is Saturday. We are here uh, to do a little discussion about a film, Blades of Glory. But with- instead of doing that, I thought we'd have a serious discussion on bees. I think uh, that's not a bad idea. Let's do it. Now we're just kidding. Let's let's have a serious discussion about bees. Hold on. Here, I got something to say about the bees out there. All right. Hang it. 
every day. Millions of bees are dying. They're falling down to the ground, lifeless, without even getting a chance to sting anybody or pollinate flowers. It's because of pesticides, radio signals, cell phone signals, Wi-Fi. You see, it fucks with the bees' brains. And it makes them think that the ground is the sky and they could fly as fast and as hard as they can high up into the sky. But the sky is the ground because of the pesticides. So they fly hard into the ground and they die. Oh my God, I'm going to fucking cry. <laughs> this fucking music is going to make me cry. Oh man. Look, did as promised. So save the bees. If you find a bee that is flying towards the ground, don't be afraid. Don't run. Don't grab your children and point at the bee and say, it's a bee. Grab the bee. Help it. Save it. Direct it towards the sky where it belongs. Don't let it sting you because it'll die. Yes. Yeah. If you fucking let it sting you, it's going to die. Then it's going to defeat the whole purpose and you're going to feel horrible. Yeah. So don't do it. No. All right. Respect the bees. We'll be right back after these messages. Put some respect on. What's this stuff? Some cereal. It's supposed to be good for you. I'm not gonna try it. Let's get Mikey. Yeah. He won't need it. He hates everything. It's me. He likes it. Hey, Mikey. Regular cinnamon and raisin life. Nutritious, delicious. Now, Life Cereal and Fisher-Price Toys offer rebates of up to $150 on 40 Fisher-Price Toys. Details on specially marked Life Cereal packages. All right, and we're back. Today's film, Blades of Glory. Now, um, we, uh, we were looking this shit up, and we found... Nothing. Li- we found nothing at all. So this is all off of uh, the top of our heads. <laughs> the internet was empty. Mm-hmm. But... Um, one thing that I think the the thing that made this movie as great as it was was the dynamic between the characters, between Will Ferrell and John Heater, and then with uh, Amy Poehler and the other guy, whatever his name was, I forgot it, uh, Will Arnett. Yeah. And you know the different dynamics between characters. Yeah, I think I think uh, he's lucky. Um, John Heater is lucky too. To like be across from Will Ferrell, I think like, I think he really makes it that easy for, for, you know, for people to vibe with. Like, he just makes you feel comfortable and allows you to get in that awkward place. And, and they just shit out these relationships, you know, like, I swear, whoever he's paired with, he gets the same type of emotion or reaction from his opposite co-castmate, you know what I mean? Like, Kevin Hart, John C. Riley. Yeah, and this guy, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, we were talking uh, Mark about Wahlberg. It. Fucking, you know, like it doesn't matter who you put him with; he can invoke this relationship, this type of fucking the like camaraderie thing. between the characters and shit. Yeah, it's so strange, man. He's just like the most lovable guy, but hateable at the same time. You know, like <laughs> you just love the guy because of how silly he is. But you hate him for that same reason because he never stops. You know, it's like, it's so, it's such a weird thing. It's such a weird thing, but something magical about Will Ferrell. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, speaking of weird things, I found out that 
John Heater spent two years when he was younger in Japan as a Mormon missionary and learned how to speak Japanese fluently. And uh, that, like, the Mormon missionary <laughs> thing, like, really trips me out. You know what I mean? Like, I uh, I was watching, it was like a documentary or something that I was watching, or maybe, maybe it was on a podcast and they were talking to a guy. Some sort of discussion. And this guy was, used to be Mormon, and then left, like, in his late 20s, early 30s. But he did, like, a three-year-long mission in Chicago. And he was talking about how they, like, bring you there, like, in a van. They drop you off at this apartment. You live in this apartment with, like, three other dudes. And you have, like, cots instead of beds. Everybody has their own cork board. And you're not supposed to, like, fill up the apartment with anything else. Like, you can't buy shit while you're there. And every day and night is just going out and spreading the word of Jehovah and fucking the Mormon faith and shit or whatever it is. Uh, yeah, those are two different things. But it's like, it's a strange thing. It's not, it's very similar to the kids that sell candy bars. You know what I mean? They just kind of drop them off in an area and go sell these candy bars. We're not going to pick yeah, you up. And, and they had this like, they had this gimmick about them that's similar to that too, where, you know, like when you see a kid selling candy, you want to buy that kid's candy, yeah, it's even not. even if it's a fucking scam. Yeah. I mean, you don't care. You mm-hmm. don't care if it's a scam because it's a kid. You know, it's like, oh, this kid needs to sell some candy bars. Maybe this kid needs to eat at home, too. You know, maybe fucking whatever. You start to assume things and you just don't care anymore. And you just like, you know, so he, I think they have that kind of like quality about him. Oh, these, these harmless fucking Mormons coming knocking at my door. They're all white. Blonde hair, fucking yeah. whatever. They look all like innocent and like unsuspecting, and then and then next thing you know, you're in this deep conversation about fucking who your god is or whatever. And these guys are trying to tell you about the spaceship god who fucking yeah <laughs> came down and made up their own rules and shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, so funny. It's some crazy shit, man. Yeah, religion is so crazy, but yeah, let's not talk about it. You're right. Uh, but either way. He uh he fucking spent time in Japan as a child. That was dope. Yeah, I think that's dope. I I mean like a lot of these guys never you never know like they come from the craziest backgrounds, and then some are just like born into it. Some just have acting families and things like that. But like this guy didn't, and he's great. You know, yeah. he has this weird background, and and then he still ended up being this great actor that we appreciate that we like and like everything he does. And it's and I think like. You know, he basically, his life trained him to be that awkward guy that he is on, on tape, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, he portrays that easily because of, like, whatever he lived. Yeah, and he, uh, you know, I'm sure that he had <coughs> earlier credits. It looks like the first thing that he was in, no, his first actual full-length film was Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. And that's what blew up his career. He definitely made that character. You know what I mean? That character yeah. is like one of the most lovable characters ever. Yeah. So yeah, I don't want definitely don't want to take anything away from him. No. Like from what I said about you know Will Ferrell earlier, because this guy's a great actor too. But you know, it's like like we said, it's the fucking chemistry and the way that they they are just allows that. So these guys are like awkward type of dudes, anyways. You know, Will yeah. Ferrell. He's an awkward guy, you know. John Heater is an awkward guy, 
John C. Riley's an awkward guy. Maybe Mark Wahlberg isn't. Maybe he's kind of similar normal. <coughs> Maybe, fuck, but not really, because he's from Boston. Holy shit, Jay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so, I don't know. You know, I think, like, it's probably, these chemistries are probably exist because of, like, you know, they're, they're all good with the awkward is what I'm going with. And, uh, and it, and it allows that type of, um, type of, like, weird, uh, you know, freestyle comedy, like ad lib shit that they got that really just blends well. Yeah. And a lot of Will Ferrell shit, it says that a lot of it was like improvised and changed from the script yeah. to fit yeah. him. We actually, uh, we have a little clip from an interview with both of them that kind of shows their weird side. So you want to, you, you want to play that? Yep. And this no, will, no, fuck it. no, we ain't playing that shit. Yeah, ain't doing it. This will always, also, always be a uh, little smoke sesh. Oh yeah. So if you got smoke it, it, smoke it. Smoke them if you got it. Okay, great. Yes. And uh, so I'm just wondering, how, what goes into developing these characters? Um, it's mostly the look. I think, uh, you know, once you got the hair and the outfits and kind of the background music. We just kind of just get Throw on Throw in there. some rhinestones, some sequins. Oh. Boom, you're ready to go. There has to be a, some kind of a process before you even get the hair and all that kind of stuff. I got a, a subscription to Tiger Beat. I sit down with my acting coach, uh, Jim Beam. <laughs> oh. He really is my acting coach. Yeah. He's my only friend. Right. <laughs> you know, the script I heard was great. Yeah. How much of that did you use and then how much is just improv? It was pimprov. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Planned improv. Boom! Zip ding doom. Planned there. improv. Pimprov. Sounds kind of cool. It does. It does. It's a whole new genre. Pimprov. Totally shot in pimprov. You guys really hadn't done much ice skating before, but you ended up. There's great special Not effects. Not much as in zero. Right. Had but you I was never like a wind-up card that you you know twice. you no. let it roll and then the second it touches it just takes off. Gone. He took to it like like, like something jelly. That would, yeah, like, like an jelly. example of something that's very comfortable in a situation. <laughs> When you watch the movie, some of the moves are, are really great. Yeah. Some of them have been digitally enhanced, but a lot of them you guys did yourself. Was there a lot of, did you get hurt? You falling down a lot here? Oh, uh, yeah. I, I broke my ankle <laughs> yes. in training. Did you really? Yeah. Wow. Good times. Uh, no. Oh, that's not, not really. good. That's dedication to the craft. Yeah, um, here, go ahead and break. Hey, that'd be great for us. If you broke my ankle. Uh, yeah. Um, it was, uh, so I broke my ankle, but I think that it kind of brought me closer a closer bond to the sport. To the sport. Yeah. Did you guys do any of the real lifts? I mean, how much of that was real and how much? Some um, wire stuff. There's right? some wire stuff. Mm -hmm. um, really, he couldn't lift me. I'm heavier I, than I you look. You didn't even let me try. Well, let's. Uh, could you guys try? And, <laughs> I mean, I'm I think, pretty strong. We know how to try do some now. lifts. Remember this one? <gasps> and I would, Whoa. I would go around yeah. and end up on the opposite side. We took lift training. <laughs> lift training. Mm -hmm. Uh, we knew how to do star lifts. Star lifts. We, have, uh, we knew how to back do tuck lifts. back tuck lift. Uh, butterfly lift. Butterfly lift. Frog lift was probably. <laughs> do the you most know any of the names of the lifts? Frog lift. Yeah. Frog lift. Frog lift. Right. So you have a new respect for ice skating, is what I'm hearing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Very much. So. And ice skaters. And yet, you should always make fun of them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fun fact. <laughs> Played some dope. He really did break his ankle. Yeah, that was an actual, and that was, that it was during training, right? It wasn't even during filming? Yeah. Yeah, so, <laughs> before they even started, he's like, yeah, I just gotta learn how to skate a little bit. <laughs> ah! 
Yeah, and then that's part of that awkwardness, like we talked about. Yeah, no matter what, he's fucking. Yeah, these guys are just those guys, you know. They're those awkward guys. Yeah, the awkward yeah. like underdog to where everything's just always fucked. But... Yeah, yeah, and they have this face that just makes you like feel sorry for them. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, poor guy. Oh, I still like you. Poor guy. So, um, one of the one of the stranger dynamics in the film was the relationship between Amy Poehler and Will Arnett, who were brother and sister, and they were like, you know, the fucking the rich bitch skating team that was a little too close and a little too like sexual for brother and sister. In incestual. Yeah, and they were actually married at the time <laughs> when they were filming it. So yeah, that helps so they like, got close. to make it extra awkward. Yeah, and that's just, uh, I'm sure they had a lot of fun with that part, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, hell yeah, it was like role-playing for them. Probably. Yeah, because, because you're you know, my sister! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one thing when they have, you know, Joe Dirt bang his sister, yeah. but that wasn't, they weren't actually married or in a relationship in real life, so they didn't have that connection. Like, when they looked at each other, they looked like they were like connected in love and you were like, this is wrong. Like this yeah. is super weird. And it was dope. It was good thinking. Yeah. Good times. And then, uh, their, their sister, I think it was the chick. I forget her name. She plays Pam on the office. Uh-huh. Super hot. She's like one of my like weird Hollywood crushes. Well, then you do got some weird ones. I do. It's always weird we should, ones. We'll do an episode on that one day. We'll do uh, Mikey's weird Hollywood crushes. You got to throw some out too. Oh yeah, but you got the. I got the weird ones. You got the ones people <laughs> want to hear, man. You got, the, you got the ones that'll bring them in. Uh yeah, I don't think mine are appropriate. So. <laughs> all right, whatever you say. <coughs> all right, wait. What do you mean? They're all children? No, no. What? You said it wasn't appropriate. Yeah, like not fucking actresses oh it's all porn stars yeah <laughs> did, you, did you see that thing that was like it was like 12 porn stars that look like celebrities or oh like, yeah or like 12 celebrities and their porn star doppelgangers yeah that shit's funny too there's one that looks exactly like taylor swift that's pretty funny yeah it was pretty close um, yeah there's a bunch of them that are pretty damn close but um that shit's all like i think all that shit's like parody shit you know it's not even like real it's all like fucking like like the Pirates of the Caribbean porn, you know, like that shit is not a porn. That's fucking comedy. That's all it is. You know what I mean? Like it's really just because they're naked and fucking. I mean, like it's yeah. more of a comedy than anything else. It's more hilarious. Yeah, you, know? you could watch it for the rest of the movie actually. Yeah, and enjoy yeah. it. All right. Fun fact. Fun fact. You got one. Fun fact. Chaz Michaels Michaels could have been Ben Stiller. So they almost got him for the role, like. Yeah, I guess he was considered for the role, but um, he decided that the character was too much like other roles he already played. Hmm. Uh, I think that could have been good. I think he's the over-the-top guy. Yeah. Just like Will Ferrell. So, you know, if he was put in the Will Ferrell position, he could definitely achieve, you know what I mean? Like, he's fucking great at characters. Um, IMDb gave me this... <laughs> video of uh is it are you alone i think that your creepy neighbor big booty judy is like in the walls 
Yeah, I don't know. I never heard of it. Because I keep hearing, like, coughing and scraping and shit. I so live next to the cemetery, so. You, you know. got to watch your back, dude. Like, I think that there might be someone creeping on you behind that sheet. Yeah, there's, there's always crazy shit going on around here. Um, it, it gave me this, uh, this interview with Ben Stiller. Here, I'm just going to play it instead of talking about it. All right. And let's see what he says. It's always been a dream of mine since I was about eight to do a movie about male figure skating. Um, I had a rink in our apartment in New York. My parents had a rink made. And um, ever since then, I've just been so connected to the, to the ice. And uh, really, my whole career and everything has been about getting to the point where I could have the uh, leverage to get a male figure skating pairs movie made. I mean, there's been a few goals in my life. Um, one of them was to, um, to fall in love and get married. Check that off. <laughs> have children. Check that off. <laughs> All right. Make a movie about a male figure skating pair. Nice. Check. All right. So he was just talking shit? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he's like that's absolutely not what I want to do with my career at all. So yeah, yeah. Here, you, let me think hard about that. You can miss me with all that. <laughs> no, I don't think it was that. I think that he just did this for fun. But, yeah. You know, uh, he was probably filming something else or something. Probably. He's a busy guy. So um, there was there was a lot of famous figure skaters that made cameos in this movie. Um. Scott Hamilton. These are ones that I recognize. Scott Hamilton, Brian Bortano, Nancy Kerrigan, and then a bunch of other ones. So I think it's funny that they had all these people in here, one of which is Nancy Kerrigan, and then they do uh they do like a Nancy Kerrigan joke. A reference to it. Yeah. Amy Poehler yeah. says something about uh to injure Chaz below the knee and above the ankle. Which is right yeah. where Nancy got it. You remember that shit? Yeah, that was awesome. That was so nuts. Yeah, well, you got she has to have like a good uh, outlook on it now because she's had to deal with it for so many years. You know, yeah, that should happen in the early nineties, and uh, you know she's had to deal with it ever since. So I guarantee she has to have like a good outlook on it by now. You know what I mean? Like what happened happened. You can't escape it. So yeah, to be able to, to be able to make light of it is super respectable. Fuck yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know that's a. Uh... That's crazy. That's one of those one of those moments in Olympic history. Maybe that wasn't was it? Fig, it was Olympic figure skating, right? Yeah. The yeah. Before yeah. Olympics. Yeah, it was a big deal. It was a huge deal. Yeah, one of those crazy moments in Olympic history that uh, that we got to see growing up. So shit's always changing, and they even had a reference to um, some sort of like point scandal. Uh, dude, dude, the uh, says due to the problems with the 6.0 system, Chaz and Jimmy are forced to share a gold medal. A reference to the 2002 Winter Olympics Games figure skating scandal. So, I looked it up and I found out that what happened was they did a uh, figure skating and it was Canada versus America, and. No, it was Canada versus Russia. And there was uh, some lady that got paid off or intimidated by the Russians. Nope, by the French. <laughs> to uh, to vote for the Russians, no matter what. 
like before she even saw it. And then they found out she fucking broke down, cried about it. It was this whole scandal about cheating and fake votes and shit like that. Oh, yeah, shit still happens. Buying judges. And then they changed the whole system after that. Yeah. So this this movie actually did have a lot of tie-ins with real-life shit. Within within the universe, within people that are into figure skating, will get all these references off the top. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So it's definitely a figure skating movie. So uh, Chaz Michaels Michaels skating style was inspired by an actual skater. That's dope. Elvis something. He's fucking Russian. I can't say his last name. <laughs> It's S-T-O-J-K-O. S-T-O-J-K-O? Yeah. That's Stoko, man. How the fuck do I know that? It's um, You don't speak Russian? Nope. Come on. Oh, sorry, bro. All right. Uh, I got a clip from this movie. Play that shit. I'm going to play it up. Play the clip. Play the clip. Could one of y'all uh, pass me a biscuit? You got another five miles, then you get a Luna bar. Come on. So, Coach, I was thinking about the music for our routine. Really? We're going to skate to one song, one song only. Lady Hump by the Black Eyed Peas. What you going to do with all that junk, all that junk inside my trunk? I'm going to get you, get you drunk, get you drunk off my Lady Hump. My hump, my hump, my lovely Lady Hump. I'm not skating to anything with references to Lady Humps. I don't even know what that means. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. No, it's not. It's it gets gross. the people going. It's it's no, that's enough. Why do you guys keep doing that? <laughs> <laughs> he fucking turned the treadmill way up oh, so it looks up. like he's been running forever and then just stuffed his mouth full of food. Throw me some chicken. <laughs> what the fuck? That's what I'm saying, man. The dynamic between these guys is out of control. Yeah, very good. It's fucking crazy. All right. Uh, we got to take a break real quick. We'll be right back. I said we got to take a break. Jerry, play the thing. We'll be right back. Oh, my fucking God. Are you serious? <laughs> There's a wonderful world of softness. A wonderful world of freshness. It's the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful world of Salem cigarettes. Salem softness freshens your taste. Salem gives you a modern filter, plus rich tobacco taste, smoothed with menthol, softened with fresh air. For Salem's special... What the fuck, Jerry? Did I uh, just take a nap and wake up at my great-grandma's house? Right? That was some, like, 1920s type shit. The fuck is wrong with this? And we can't do advertisements for cigarettes, Jerry. What the fuck are you doing, man? That's, like, against law, I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah, kids probably smoke weed and listen to this show. Yeah, and yeah, mm -mm, no. Come on, man. <laughs> You're blowing it here. Yeah. Jesus Christ. All right. Mm-hmm. So, um... Out outgoing facts. You got any facts to wrap it up? 
Oh shit! I got some. I got some facts. What do you mean outgoing facts? We've only been here for twenty minutes. Well, I mean, like to wrap up the facts section. Oh, all right. Uh, yeah, I do. This uh movie that we are talking about, entitled Blades of Glory. I'm gonna give you a fact, and that fact is that uh no, I don't have one. <laughs> really? <laughs> um. All right. Yeah. The film shipped out to theaters under the name Partners. Oh yeah. And not Blades of Glory. See, that's a fact. There it is. That's a fact. It's a good one, actually. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um. Also, you know, uh, you know, Flo, the progressive girl. Yep. She made an appearance. As the HBO2 reporter in the movie. So you could see one of her very few acting jobs that she got before Progressive Insurance scooped her up and was like, you can't work for anybody besides us, bitch. And then she was like, hey, you can't call me bitch. And they were like, says in your contract, we can call you bitch. It's your new name now. So get to work, bitch. Put on your name tag. You work for Progressive. Get in this, get in this fake store. And you know the fake store that she's always in, like in the commercials? Yeah. They make her like stay there 24-7. That's crazy. And she can't take any other acting jobs. Nope. Even if she did, even if she did get a job now, people would just go, hey, that's Flo from Progressive. You know, I actually did hear that the stuff that I said before was kind of exaggerated, but Progressive does actually have her under contract and she can't do any other like work for so many years. Like the Verizon guy? Yeah, like the Verizon guy. And, uh. Can you, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you mm-hmm. hear me now? Same thing. They should actually fuck now that I think about it. I know. They got a lot in common. They could price match hear me nows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're fucking, <laughs> we're matchmaking over here. I don't know what that means, but I love it. <laughs> hear me now. So, uh. I, I got another fact. Oh, wait. No, I was getting into the thing about the progressive girl. Oh, okay. She, uh. She can't do any other work, but she's actually like a really talented like actress and comedian. She like used to do comedy, I guess. Oh yeah. So uh that's why they let her do like the the commercial where it was like the whole family and everybody in the family was her, like Nutty Professor style. You know what I mean? Have you ever seen that one? Yeah. So that one, uh and all the jokes were bad and the fucking Nutty Professor thing was horrible and like cliche. But they gave her like, like a little bit of freedom to be creative, and like she had to ask for it because they won't let her do anything else. So that was like their way of giving her like a little bit of freedom, and be like, "Here you go, pretend to be an actor." Imagine fucking. I mean, she probably gets good money, but imagine wanting to be an actor, getting offered the good money, and then you get locked in this like eight-year thing. And then all these movie fucking roles are passing you by. And you could have been in Jurassic Park. And you could have been in fucking the new Ghostbusters movie. But instead, you're Flo, the progressive girl. All right. Well, uh, here's another commercial. You don't even care about you. You don't even care about Flo, do you? This is tying it in. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> respect my fucking authority. Respect right? my authority. Listen. Tie it in. Listen. You better tie it tight. That movie was directed by the people who made the... Caveman commercials for Geico. Really? Yeah, so like it's got this theme about it. This commercial theme, you know? Like 
It was directed by the people who directed the caveman thing. It's got flow in it. Um, what else? You know, it's like it's yeah. basically a commercial movie. I guess you can kind of see it, like like that scene that we just watched of them. You couldn't see it because I didn't share the screen, but. Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, you're welcome. It kind of looks like it has the same kind of look and feel, like the set of the caveman old commercials when they were all living in the house. And let me just tell you, tell those me. were the best, best Geico commercials ever. They made a, they made a movie, right? I, I don't know. I want to say they made a movie about the Geico cavemen. I was doing other things. Yeah, <laughs> I was doing other things like watching real movies that matter. Uh, uh, drugs or something. Geico Caveman movie. I'm gonna find Geico out. Geico Caveman movie? I don't think that was a real thing. It wasn't like it wasn't a Geico movie, but no, wait, it was a TV show, a TV series, and it was called Caveman, and it was with the Geico Caveman. It was based off of the Geico Caveman commercials. It was called Caveman. Yeah, it was called Caveman, and it was a TV series, and it was on. Okay, AB, yeah, so yeah, it was on yeah, ABC. I, in 2007. I do remember that. It didn't last. Yeah, it had, uh, I want to say it only had one season. Um, I want to say it only had one episode. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just being a dick. Yeah, All right. it had one here's, season, 13 episodes. It, here's how we bring this full circle. You ready? Yeah. The hotel that Jimmy and Chad stayed in while they were in Montreal was actually a famous building called Habitat 67. There's a natural habitat for you. Oh, shit. Ding, 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 ding. Where's my chicken dinner, Jerry? Jerry! Chicken dinner, motherfucker! It's not very often we get some habitat shit going on in here, but... Right? That's a cool fact. More and more every day. A little factoid. People are getting more natural and more habitatious. <laughs> Here's a no-brainer. <laughs> okay. Chaz was Will Ferrell's name also in The Wedding Crashers. A lot of Chazes. A lot of Chazes. I feel like there's a Chaz in, like, all of his movies. Chaz Michaels Michaels. Chaz Michaels. Oh no, Michaels. I don't know why I pluralize the middle name every time. I, I just can't not do it. Every time I say the name, I have to put the S there. Chaz Michael Michaels. Yeah. That's what it is, but shit. Too many S's, man. Michaels Michaels? It's got a good ring to it either way. Yeah. So, uh, there was, there was a scene where Chaz Michael Michaels went to you a. Went to a sex addicts anonymous meeting, mm -hmm. and he just tells his story about banging his yoga instructor, and it like just gets everybody horny in the sex meeting. And on the back of the prayer card, there's like a sex addicts prayer, which is like for anybody that's ever gone to like NA or AA or court appointed meetings anywhere, they yeah. know the the God's uh, prayer of serenity or whatever it is. But this one goes, God. Grant me the serenity to not have sex with my friend's girlfriend. The courage to go home tonight without having sex with my friend's girlfriend. And the wisdom to walk away from my friend's smoking hot girlfriend. Yeah, I guess. But, I mean, like, not everybody has girlfriends. No, but, you know. There's, Some people have boyfriends. It's true. You never know. I mean, in 2016, or whenever you're listening to this, it might be yeah. a new thing. Yeah. People might have, you know, canned friends and... They just bang like cans yeah. of beans and shit. <laughs> or will friends or won't friends. Yeah, you know, you never know. Yeah. I said, yeah, you know, you never know. Yeah, you know, you never know. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good thing. I like that. And that's how you say words on the Natural Habitat podcast in yeah. a weird order. 
Here's a fact that I don't like. Oh, shit. Getting some controversy up in here. Up in Jay-Z oh. and Kanye West. <clears throat> I can't even, I don't even like saying You choked words. on his name? Yeah, I don't like it. Um, uh, they used lines from the movie in their song, Niggas in Paris. What? Yeah. Which, and, uh, we skate to one song and one song only. Yeah, and it's provocative. It gets the people going. <laughs> That's yeah. what uh, that's what he was saying about the lady humps, right? Uh, yes, yeah, like I'm pretty sure he was referencing lady humps when he said that. So if anything, they should just remake. Who was that that made lady humps? Fergie. Black Eyed Peas. Black Eyed Peas. That's the same thing, right? Kinda. Oh, yeah. She's in Black Eyed Peas. Yeah. So she was singing the song, and the Black Eyed before, Peas made the song. Before she, she, before she went solo she was and bigger than the group, yeah. <laughs> and before fucking, she got on Beyonce and shit. And her fucking ego and bladder both got swole. Yeah. And then blew up. Uh, so that song should actually just, they should come out with a remix of that song and use the sample in it. Yeah. If anything, I don't think Kanye should have it. Yeah. How much did he pay? How much did he pay for that sample? Probably a lot. Yeah. Uh, But fuck those guys. Right? So, uh, man, there was something that I was going to fucking, I was going to throw something in, and I forgot what it was. I had a point, and the weed, All right. it gets you. Are you Chaz? Michael Michaels? Yeah. Which one do you re- relate with? Uh, Napoleon Dynamite or fucking? Probably Chaz, yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. Because I have the same tiger tattoo on my back. Me too. Really? That's crazy. Mine's a dragon. Pete's dragon. Pete's dragon. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I got one more clip here. What you got? Here it is. And here it is. I had to eat here. Just thought you'd like to see what a skater's body really looks like. Hmm? <laughs> Go ahead. Drink it in. Don't be shy. Looking's for free. Touching's going to cost you something. Checking out my ink. <laughs> Some people refer to me as the illustrated man. He has like three tattoos. Each tattoo tells a different tale. <laughs> really? So, what's that one about? That one represents the dragon lady. You might know her as Michelle Kwan. Whoop, whoop. That's Michelle Kwan? Most decorated figure skater in U.S. history? You tapped that? Sure did. But perfection can drive a woman mad. She was ready to quit and hang up her skates, settle down, and pump out a few <laughs> Couldn't let her do it. Not the way I roll. So, what's that one with the horse? My blonde Ukrainian she-devil. Not Oksana Bayul. At 16, she won the gold, turned pro, and was named one of Barbara Walters' most fascinating persons of 1994. But don't let her fool you. She's as cold as the ice she skates on. <laughs> She's like dry ice. She's colder than that. What's colder than dry eyes? I don't know. I'll tell you what is. Oksana. Alright. I found another funny fact to back that up. Alright. Um, both John Heater and Will Ferrell learned how to skate from Michelle Kwan's coach. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, so that's hella funny. 
Yeah, well, then it might have happened. He might have actually banged her. Yeah. Maybe that is his dragon lens. Yeah, you never know. He's got some swag. Will Ferrell's a weirdo, but he's got some swag. Yeah. He's a big, hairy, swag weirdo. Weirded. <laughs> Swaggy lumps. Swaggy lumps, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's his new nickname. We're going to have him on the show. God. Like, this week's guest is Will Ferrell, a.k.a. Swaggy lumps. Swaggy lumps. <laughs> a a hero. Like, what? We'll be like okay. a hero to all swaggy and lumpy people. Yeah. <laughs> be like, wait a minute. And then just like, hang up. No, he would agree. Yeah, I think it'd be. I think that he should definitely be on the show. That he—that's his rap name. We just gave him his rap name, Swaggy Dumps. I think out of anybody, he would like he would riff with us and just kind of go with it. You know what I mean? I don't think we could keep up. Yeah, we would probably just fucking. He would just be saying a bunch of ridiculous shit. We'd be laughing and just trying to throw stuff in every once in a while. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. So. uh we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have him on the show on Tuesday. So we're gonna try. Everybody tune in on Tuesday for Will Ferrell. It's gonna be amazing. Interview day with fucking Swaggy Lumps. Swaggy Lumps. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot. Tuesday interviews day. Swaggy Lumps. Boom. Uh huh. All right, everybody. We love you. Peace. Chicken heads. Natural habitat recordings.